welcome to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. In this episode, we're talking about the smallest room and possibly the most popular room in your home, especially with visitors. What is it? It's the powder room. And rather than being a forgettable water closet from years gone by, we've got some design principles that you can apply to your powder room to make it the perfect pit stop for your guests. That's quite hard to say, perfect pit stop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey there, I'm interior stylist Lauren Keenan. And hello, I'm Scott Keenan. Now, most days you can find me in my studio at Lauren Keenan Home, my interior design and styling business and I help people all over Australia create beautiful modern homes. You can check out my work at laurenkeenan.com.au. In our Lauren approaches design with a sense of fun and a firm belief that everybody deserves a home that they truly love. So whether you're into real estate and renovation, buying your first home or if you love interiors and design, you've got to stay listening because Lauren will help you create beautiful spaces for our modern lives. Yeah, we really love making this show with lots of good vibes and great info, so let's get into it. Well, welcome to the show and thanks for listening. It's been a hot minute. (laughs) Or two. (laughs) Or three. Uh, Look, we've had so many new people find the show over the last six months from all over Australia and all over the world, really. Yeah, and that's why we haven't been posting episodes. I've actually been super busy with clients, which is a great problem to have, um, but there's only so many hours in the day. And while I've been sharing my expertise with people sort of locally here in Australia, it's great to see some people joining us from from everywhere. Yeah. And I've been impressed how during that time we've had so many new people find the show. We know that you're there listening in Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne, and there's actually more listeners um, recently in Perth and in Adelaide. So Adelaide, pull up your socks, but <laughs> hi to everybody around Australia and hi to people listening overseas as well in the big Apple in New York. That's where we got engaged. Yes. um, Chicago and Atlanta. We know there's plenty of listeners there too. And also in Canada, the UK, New Zealand and our Scandi design loving friends over in Sweden and Norway. Beautiful. So plenty of people tuning into the show. Hi if you're new and um, thanks for joining us. And if you've been along for the ride the whole way through, it's great to be back in your ears. So here we are again with uh, a new episode and we're in lockdown here in Sydney. Again. For what is this, week 47 now? It feels like it. feels it. like week 47. It's actually about week nine. Yeah. But look, we're like so many people. We're still working. We're doing our best to help clients with renovations and to update their homes. And the pandemic has been really tough for so many people and it's forced a lot of people to turn inwards and focus more on home and, and life at home. Yeah, and the family and, and the things that matter, like being comfortable at home and with renovation records being smashed as Aussies update our homes. And I'm sure it's happening. In fact, I know it's happening in the US as well. Mm. We've got friends over there who are renovating at the moment. And I've seen some data out of the US that shows just how popular it's been in the pandemic. And it's the same here. The Australian Bureau of Statistics says that Aussies are now spending a billion dollars a month on renovations. It's billion with a B. One billion dollars. (laughs) Correct. That's every month. So if renovations are on your mind or if you need to update Update your powder room. We've got some great tips for you in this episode of the podcast. So, Lauren, where do we start on such a small room? Well, look, I'll acknowledge firstly that not everybody has a powder room, but people who have a home that's been built probably in the last 15 years even will more than likely definitely have a powder room. Yep. Um, and it's a room that I don't think it should be an afterthought. It's definitely uh, an important room in the house and it should feel like it's part of the house, even if it's the smallest room. 
I think it's a great it's a great tip because it can be forgotten. I've I've been to some homes that have powder rooms under the staircase and in really weird spots, but yeah. it does need to feel cohesive and part of the rest of the house, doesn't it? Well, I think remember when you have people over, when we're allowed to have people over again, <laughs> the powder room is going to be you know one of the most visited parts of your home for for people that you're inviting in. Obviously, they're enjoying your kitchen and your living room, but everybody needs to. Um, you know, use the facilities at some point. Correct. So, you know, you need to make sure that your powder room, has, you know, it's a good experience for you and your guests. So how can you make that connection then between the rest of the home, which we put so much effort into, and a room like the powder room? Well, I think you can take your cues from what you've done in the rest of the house. So if you've got a nice Hampton style happening in your home, then look for ways to incorporate that style into your powder room. Like a barn door that slides? <laughs> it could be a barn door. Um, equally, if you're more into Scandi style, there are ways to make it really quite minimalist but still warm. So it's about you know making that connection between the rest of your house and, and the powder room. And what about other bathrooms in the house and having a similar scheme? Is that another way that you could connect it up? Definitely. I Look, I think they don't have to be exactly the same, but maybe there's an element that's a common element. So maybe it's the floor tile or maybe it's the type of little basin or vanity that you use, but in a more petite version because it's in the powder room. So there are ways that you can bring in those connections to the other spaces, the other bathrooms. And then in terms of style, you've talked about how you might connect them up. What about colours too? Because you can sometimes use some quite bold colours in bathrooms and if you don't have that approach in the rest of your house, they can clash, right? I think you can still be quite adventurous in the powder room though because it is it is a small room and you've got a real opportunity to, to give it some wow factor, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But you can go quite colourful, but again, maybe you're matching the, the style of the tile that you've used in, in other rooms, in other bathrooms. Maybe it's, you know, the laying pattern or... Um, like I said, the, the type of vanity or the tapware, there's there's lots of ways that you can uh, mimic the style that you've used in other rooms, but maybe do it in a more bold way because you've got this opportunity in this small, small room. Small space. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Okay, well, let's talk about then the structure of the room. They're usually small, as we know. Yep. Um, how do you get the structure of the room right? Well, you really do have to pay close attention to this because I think we've all had an experience where we've used a powder room or like even like a public toilet where you've got to like kind of edge your way in around the door and actually sort of try and get into the room. We we don't want that. We want it to be easy. Yeah, you don't want it to feel like an in-flight bathroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although at this point to be able to get on a plane would be amazing. So True, true. But look, I think about uh, – have a think about the essentials that are required for this room. Obviously a toilet, a hand basin, possibly a little, you know, rail for your hand towel, tapware, but – you're not going to need a whole lot of storage in this room. It's it's not somewhere that someone's hopefully going to be for a long time. They're there for a, a good time but a long time yep. kind of thing. Um, so you really just need to house the essentials. Don't go looking to add huge amounts of storage. Don't You don't need like a shaving cabinet or anything like that. It's more just convenience and ease of functionality moving they're, in and out. They're nice to have but they're not essential. And yeah, it, it, being able to move in and out of the room, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, the layout of the powder room is really important to get right. It's the key consideration that you should be thinking about before you start looking up basins and tapware and things like that. The most important thing is think about the kind of door you're going to have when you go into the room. So you were just talking about a barn style door or a sliding door. Yep. They've become quite popular and a bit of a feature in themselves as well. So that, that could be a good option. But if the door opens into the room, you need to consider, well, where does the basin go? Where's the toilet? You know, can I navigate around? Uh, and, the open door. You know, it's as simple as 
drawing up, go and buy a scale ruler at Officeworks. They're really easy to use uh, once you have a go. Have a little go at drawing up how it's going to look to scale so you know how big things are in the room. And if you're not sure, then, you know, you can hire a professional to take it to the next level for you. So as we were saying, if, if space really is quite tight, then a cavity sliding door or a barn style door might be the best option. And then, you know, if you do have more room to play with, then you can look at having a door that opens inwards or maybe even it's like a concertina style door that stacks back onto itself like a bifold kind of arrangement. You mentioned storage and limiting it. Is Can you really not have any storage or is there something that you would consider? I think you need to have a bit of storage because you need somewhere to keep a couple of, you know, rolls of toilet paper, some a top up for the hand soap, things like that. You don't want people to get caught out when they're in your powder room. So having somewhere to put those kinds of things um, is a good option. If your vanity has even just one drawer or one cupboard, that, that would be plenty. If you're going for like a pedestal basin, then maybe you have a nice stylish kind of basket or something in the corner, like a nice cane one, or um, there's a lot of sort of Danish designed baskets that you can pop in the corners of bathrooms. They look good too. You really just want the bare minimum of storage that you need to, to have it functional. And look, an oversized vanity is only going to make the room feel pretty cluttered, I think. You might even lose the storage altogether and keep those toiletry items in a nearby linen cupboard. That could be another option if the space is tight. Yeah, and and toilets tend to be on the smaller side in terms of their their bulk and and size in those sorts of rooms. But vanities too, I assume you don't want to go too undersized in a powder room either because I know in some old school powder rooms, you know, you get those um, sinks and taps where you can barely get your hands underneath the tap. You can't get your big man hands under the tap. That's (laughs) right. It's one of my pet hates in those rooms. So there must be some happy medium because you don't want something bulky and oversized that you can't get past on the way into the the toilet, but then it needs to be big enough to be functional. Well, that's why I always say, you know, measure things out and and think think about it um, functionally in your head, how that would actually work. Compare it to the basin sizes in your other bathrooms in the house and see how that compares. Yes, you want it to be a bit more petite, but like you said, it still needs to be functional. It's all about function and form. And functionally, then what else do you need to include in the room? The other very important consideration would be a mirror because if you're at someone's house and you've nipped off to the toilet, you want to make sure you don't have any lunch in your teeth before you re-emerge. <laughs> so a mirror is a really important option. Um, I think you would you know, look to hang that mirror above um, the basin, which um, not only is functional, but also help bounce a little bit of light around a small room and maybe show off some of the materials that you've chosen to go into the room. You know, you do have a few more options when it comes to using mirrors in powder rooms because, as we were saying, it doesn't need to be a shaving cabinet with storage behind it. Yeah, so right. it could be that you find a really beautiful mirror in a homeware store and you have that hung up. It could be round, it could be arched, it could have a cool frame that fits in with the style of the powder room. So you can have a little bit more fun with it because it's not a wet room, essentially. Yeah, it's right. You can bring a bit more character into the room. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I like right. it. Yeah. And I think having something with an unusual shape, whether that's an arch or round or oval, it's really going to help break up those straight lines because in such a small rectangular room, which it's likely to be, it's nice to soften the space a little bit with some curves. And last but not least, let's talk about finishes and materials for powder rooms. Yeah, and have some fun with the design. That's right, because uh, we're talking about a small room. So any statement finishes you choose are really going to add some zing to the space, nice. which I think is quite fun. 
So for instance, you know, a colored tile that um, you might feel a bit apprehensive about using in a larger bathroom, you might be worried that it'll be overwhelming or, you know, perhaps you're not brave enough to use it. On a large scale. Yeah, it could be the perfect choice in a small powder room where it puts a smile on your face every time you go in and it's a, you know, it's a bit of a statement for your guests. Absolutely. So then maybe you come up with a couple of examples that we could suggest what are some ways that you could use tiles to um, add some character to a, a space like this. Well, one type of tile that I'm really seeing a lot of at the moment, and it's actually quite a, um, a timeless look. It's been around for a long time, but they've just come back into fashion. They're called, I'm going to try and not muck up the pronunciation of this. It's a zilege tile. Mm. Um, they're Moroccan, they're wall tiles because um, they're quite glossy. So we definitely wouldn't use them on the floor. They'd okay. be probably too slippery. Yep. Um, typically they're square and they kind of had that handmade style about it. So there's a lot of really subtle color variations between each tile. And what I mean by that is if you order the box of pink tiles where there'll be you shades know, of pink, shades of pink. So you'll get that nice um, soft and luxe look. Um, so it's not just looking like a solid wall of color. So it feels more handmade. It feels a little bit more, yeah, uh, bespoke. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That, that sounds really so, good. Um, you can see that see that type of tile in, in many different tile shops. Now they might not all call it the same thing, but a lot of them will have it on display and you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. Zalige. And can you, would, would they come in different shapes? They're usually square. Um, that same kind of idea, we're starting to see a bit more in rectangular, yep. like subway style. Yes. Um, but they tend to look, I think, they tend to look better laid in, in that square shape in just a stack bond, which what we mean by that is it's just like a grid on the wall, not a brick pattern. Perfect. And what else would you recommend? Well, what about something like a patterned floor tile? Okay, yeah. So if you were to keep everything else fairly simple and then go for something quite um, bold and patterned on the floor tile, that could be a really fun look. I think that gives it a bit of a Spanish or a Mediterranean kind of vibe, mm. which, you know, if you can take yourself off on holidays when you go to spend a penny, then why not? <laughs> um, so I would go for uh, black and white for something kind of classic. Yep. Or even blue and white would have a really playful vibe about it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds cool. And look, my third um, sort of idea for, for tiles in a bath in a powder room would be to have no tiles. What? <laughs> so as I was saying before, you know, a powder room is not like a normal bathroom. There's not lots of heat and condensation and shower running and things dripping. Mm -hmm. So you don't technically need to have tiles going all the way up your walls in the powder room. You're not suggesting carpet on the floor though, are you? No, you need tiles on the floor. That's, that's <laughs> On the given. floor, got you. But you might just like to do something as a splashback behind the basin. So you might leave the rest of the walls just painted or, or wallpapered, which I know we're going to talk about, but maybe you just use a nice piece of marble or stone behind the basin to you know, cover up any splashes and things like that and yeah. leave the rest. Well, that's untiled. kind of statement as well. It is. Like and a you, single piece of stone. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It ends up looking really clean and because the area is quite small, you could go for something a bit more expensive and luxurious because yeah. you're not shelling out for the whole room. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Well, you talked about paint and, and wallpaper. What sorts of colours or graphics do you think could work in a powder room? I think botanical wallpapers can look really cool in, in a powder room. 
if you think about, you know, some of these really like amazing bars and restaurants that people might have traveled to or visited to in a pre-COVID life, you know, quite often you'll walk in there and go, wow, this looks cool. They've really gone bold on on, on their interiors. I've seen one in a cafe where the, the toilet um, wallpaper is just avocado, avocado, avocado. Really? It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it is an opportunity to have uh, fun with, with paint and wallpaper. Uh, wallpaper, there's so many options to choose from now so I think botanicals on florals could look really cool or just something graphic uh, I think go big or go home so though. the whole room I would do the whole room yeah yeah absolutely not the ceiling not the floor but the walls for okay sure. what about something like Venetian plaster I think Venetian plaster in a powder room is probably something that you would want to have replicated in another bathroom in the house. Yep. Um, it is quite a specific look. Um, if anyone's watching the, the block right now, you'll see that some of the contestants are doing Venetian plaster in their bathrooms. Um, so that's a good sort of visual reference point. Um, but yeah, something that you'd want to use across the house. But I like it. Wallpaper and graphics go big or go home. Now, <laughs> if you need help with your bathroom or powder room design, Lauren can help you with all of your design, layout and product selections from what sort of tiles that you might use to the best tapware and, um, you know, in a bathroom, even like a big, large soaking tub, which mm, sounds, sounds great. Sounds good, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, some great tips there and some really good ideas on how to create the perfect powder room for your guests and their pit stops. Exactly. (laughs) So Lauren's got some more great photos and information on the perfect powder room on the website. Check it out if you're looking for inspiration for your next renovation or get in touch and let us know how Lauren can help you. Just hit us up on the contact page of the website, laurenkeenan.com.au and we'll get right back to you. We've been really amazed by all of the feedback and all the new listeners Mm. that have found us over the last five or six months. Even when we haven't been producing shows, we've missed making the show for you and we appreciate that you've still been listening to our huge back catalogue. Yeah, so thank you and it's great to be back. We got a great message from Jay Durbridge. Thanks, Jay. I'm not sure what the J stands for on our Apple podcast profile. We've had a few there. We have, yes. But Jay says that they love the show and always feel a sense of joy after listening. How cool is that? It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's fantastic. So let us know what you think anytime. You can comment on the socials or you can send us an email on the contact page of our website, laurenkeenan.com.au. Now follow the show wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an episode. We're planning to drop new episodes every two weeks on a Saturday morning so you've got something fun to listen to on the weekend. And coming up on the next episode is a conversation with a very cool Sydney chef who's going to offer us up some Italian inspiration for your kitchen. Last trip I went to the, the islands around Sicily um, with a very dear friend and you know that was an experience in itself just to go to Sicily and to see this sort of the culture and food but also the people that you're with you know I was with a very dear friend my friend Amanda hi Amanda and we had a great trip and you know those sorts of things they just stick with you for life and you know when you recreate a pasta dish or cook an entree that you've been inspired by it brings back memories of sitting on the coast and drinking wine and you know eating olives and sharing the conversation. Wishing you were there. (laughs) So there'll be more from Chef Mike Eggett on the next episode, but that's it for the show today. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design.